Deals out the handball to Hine. They're being forced back here, but they've got reinforcements. And through the middle, Francis spotted Parrish. The spread's on again for the Bombers. Saints try to push back hard this time. The gift to Redmond. He's almost within range. He is now. Oh, what a start for Essendon. Mason Redmond joins the list of goal kickers. 6-4-40 to 3-3-21. As the game that Darcy Parrish is playing at the moment, he's up to eight possessions, five of them contested. He's had four clearances. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 123. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up today in Lawn <laughs> to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, good to be back. Finally we get to do a, a podcast where we can celebrate a very unexpected uh, 75 point win over where the Saints. We gave the Saints a bar of Palmolive and said, here's your bath. So, uh, yeah, uh, for those who don't know, uh, myself and Grant and um, our wives, have we've been down at Lawn looking at the lovely ocean in the, in the sun. As we, we're at, the, we're at the, the Lawn studios of the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, currently overlooking or whatever body of water that is, um, <laughs> from the spare bedroom window of the Airbnb that we're in. So we have had a beautiful couple of days punctuated by a thumping great win by the Bombers, which we really genuinely would like to have been at that game now. Um, but we've been down here having a great time. So we're coming down from, from from Lawn today for a nice, great review of this game. Yeah, so um, we were able to watch it on TV, obviously. So it came as a bit of a shock, I must admit. Uh, I, I know I did... I had this gut feeling, uh, I think I tweeted about six days ago, that I think we can actually bring it up to the Saints and name a team if we, if we can play a better brand of footy. And But no one expected that. So uh, no. uh, I don't think even Truck, I mean, the, the vision of Truck <laughs> three or four times during the game looked like a genuine surprise. <laughs> like, it was kind of going, uh, okay, if, if, we, if we won this, I'd be happy, but this is a bit silly. <laughs> and, uh, and look, there's no doubt that every Essendon fan at quarter time and half time were thinking, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but 49 points this time. Can we lose that? Can we lose it from here? That, that's the, I guess that's the beauty of the game is that the lead just kept an extended every quarter uh, and we buried we aside Grant we actually buried aside you have been asking for that same with me but we've both been asking for that for I don't know how long and that is Four quarters, and I am quite sure that the boys would have been absolutely wrecked after that game because they ran all four quarters. They, um, Someone like Aaron Francis will be absolutely destroyed right about now. Um, but, yeah, they did. They ran four quarters, and we've been asking for it, and they finally delivered. Yeah, it was it was just great to watch. It was to see a, a consistent four-quarter effort to put the, the foot down. No doubt St Kilda played 
absolutely woeful, and I, and I have to admit yeah, that. There, uh, there is a bit of that. There is a bit of the opposition allowing us, but we don't normally put the foot down, though, when when a, a team's just not playing well, and we, we somehow like to entertain them coming back into the game and giving them a little... A little snippet of confidence, but we just shut it right out. Well, Hawthorne is a, more than a snippet, even. <laughs> I mean, there's some of that because Hawthorne are no good. They're they're not a particularly good side. And we, Scotty was sitting uh, watching the footy with me, and uh, he looked back at me and he just said, "We've got to survive the next fifteen minutes of the third quarter." Not survive, but if we can match it with them and just understand that they're going to come out all fired up and try and take us to it, to, oh, take it to us in the first 15 minutes, then we can actually match them. And we did better than that. We, we, put, yeah. we put goals on them in the third quarter as well. Um, put them, put, I think, what are we, like one or two in the third? Third we beat them by. Yeah. Um, and then beat them again in the last quarter. So, sure, the Saints aren't that, for, geez, that's a real bad performance from the Saints. Real bad. But They're um, a good side completely out of form. That, that looks so. Yeah, that looked, it, it, they were not, you know, their work rate was really bad. Yeah. Um, but you can only play who you, who you play. Uh, they're, a top, they're actually probably a top six team by all rights, but we just, you know, we quickly picked up that they weren't playing well and, and we put the foot down and and um, it all started with number three, pick number five oh, as man. the starting of our show. Highlight now hear audio. this. Now hear this, everybody. <laughs> and Essendon, anybody from the Essendon Football Club, if you're listening, the kid, man, you've got to chuck Darcy Parrish in the middle for the rest of the year. I appreciate that Caldwell is an incredibly good player and he's a young player and he's a good player and he's coming through. And I appreciate that Dylan Shield on his day is like a Ferrari of a bloke, right? But what more evidence do you need than Darcy Parrish in the, Darcy Parrish in the middle? Like, you've got to leave him there or he has to be elevated above Caldwell um, to be able to get him through the rotation quicker. Because I'll tell you what, Parrish at the beginning, then Merritt, then Parrish again, and then Merritt for the rest of the game. So, mate, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Darcy. He's on the back of my um, Essendon jumper, and he's he's shown us again that he is a midfielder through and through. Well, 10 clearances and 10 score involvements and 12 contested possessions, that's, that's his pretty... <sighs> That's as comprehensive as it gets. Yeah. Mate, if, if someone like Patrick Cripps or Dangerfield or anybody of these massive midfield names, if they did that, if they pulled out a performance like that, it would be, oh, champions produce champion performances like mm. that. But because it's a little blonde kid, unassuming blonde kid, I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves. Because that's a man game. Like, that is a proper game of footy. And he probably... If, if Caldwell was coming back next week, they'd probably chuck him in the second rotation into the midfield. Yeah. So I, I, I don't get it. But I'm a massive fan of seeing um, Darcy Parrish perform like that. He's he, disposals, Ooh, the disposals. Oh look, that it is the area, no doubt. He needs to improve. Like I, I went back and forth on who I thought personally was Bog, and um, and you know. I, I had Merritt there for a while. I'm still probably in the back of my mind because I, I thought Merritt's um, uh, possessions were really, really elite. Really elite. I mean, he he um, he. That was the most attacking style of possession or disposals that I've seen Merritt for a while. Where instead of the twenty meter kicks, he he had more the forty meter, you know, attacking, cutting through, yeah, yeah. cutting through defenses, hitting up Stringer a number of times, hitting up Hooker. 
really good game. So, and that, that was the thing. There was much less with with Merritt, and and I'm I'm like you. I want I reckon Darcy gets it just because of the contested possessions and the clearances and the influence that that had on the game to start off a player footy. Um, but Merritt, you could put Merritt in there easily because there was much much less backwards turning when he got the ball to kick those little 20 meters passes and stuff. Every time he touched the ball, he looked like he was running forward and was looking up, but kept his eyes low and hit targets. So massive game from, from uh, Merritt as well. Well, Merritt has the strange stat of, of playing his fourth last in minutes on, on the ground. So I don't know if that's uh, because of the five day break, you know, they're trying to manage. Didn't he have 30 odd as well? Yeah. And he had the fourth lowest amount of minutes. He only played 73% of the game. So he had 40. If he wanted, (laughs) he would have had 40. So, uh, yeah, it was. uh, I'm assuming because Parrish had 79. So they're both fairly – Parrish had a bit more. But Merritt playing only 73% of the game for that kind of impact. Oh, man, it's it's a – that was as impressive as – Impressive as I've seen him in probably a couple of years. As far as as far as you know, we talked about it, didn't we? Because we 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 talked about Merritt a little bit and put a little bit of a not a gentle rocket because we knew knew he's a good player. We know a, he's and we know he's playing it well. It was a but, candle, it but was it was like saying, okay, Merritt, if we understand you get thirty possessions, we understand you chase everything like that. So we we acknowledge. You're a very, very good footballer, but we need you to impact your possessions in the game. And, and, and exactly what he did, and right? that was the difference. Yeah. Like he, it was totally different merit. And I tell you what, the the rocket, Scotty's Scotty's rocket. Oh, I know it's working sometimes. Mate, isn't it? it just kicks into gear nicely. I know they have zero chance of listening nah, to it. Come on, but, you, but you know Zach sitting there with a glass of red, just listening to the podcast, going, "Oh shit, I got a rocket from Scotty." <laughs> <laughs> from Lorne. That's it. From, got a rocket from Scotty from Lorne while he's on the beach. Uh, I better oh, do something. I better do something, man. I've got a lift. <laughs> Don't worry about Gia. Scotty's working half of the money, so uh, That's I it. need to lift. Don't worry about Gia he's, telling he's me. about my disposal. Yeah. Don't worry about Gia telling me about possessions and stuff. Scotty from Lorne on the lunchtime catch up. But it is strange. With, with injuries comes opportunity. Parrish gets a full time in the mid. Lip. You know, plays probably his first or second best game yep. for the club. Merritt plays what I think his best game for a long time. Uh, and, you know, he was helped out with the Langfords. Cox on a wing played probably his best Just game. can't um, fault that kid. You really can't. So it was – the midfield was uh, was much, much stronger uh, this week. And, and they, they did a little bit more of, of, of better team defense as well. So. Yeah. Uh, and that's the whole point, isn't it? Because I look down again, you know, if you look at the first three rounds and you, if you want to include the Geelong game, we're averaging just over 26 shots on goal for the first four games. Not our problem, yeah. yeah we we so can do that well. Yeah, we're, we're actually hitting the scores, whether we kick straight or not, obviously, is another thing. But yeah. but you're giving yourselves an opportunity to put scoreboard pressure on uh, with – but at least on the offense side, it hasn't been a major issue. And and moving the ball, clear. I mean, clearly the way we're moving the ball, we're we're not bombing it anymore. Mm. Which, well, we are every now and then. And I understand bombing it should be a every now and then problem or thing to do because maybe you see Kale down there one on one with somebody, right? But the way we move the ball into the forward line is resulting in twenty six shots a goal. Yep. Which is very encouraging. It's not. 
It's not going in there and rebounding out just as fast as it goes in there anymore. Someone's probably taken a grab or or something along those lines, which is resulting in 26, uh, 26 shots on goals, which I'm more than happy with. It's um, the, the, the way we're running clearly forward um, is great, and we even ran a bit in the opposite direction in this game, which helped us against the Sainers <laughs> as well. No, exactly. Well, look, what we'll do is we'll go to a break and we'll start going, uh, having a look through a number of the, the areas of the ground defence. Yep. We've done a little bit of the mid, but we'll have a look at the forwards and the, and the defence and yep. a few other things we noticed. So let's go to a break and we'll come back soon. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, uh, let's start down back, Scotty. I'm going to go with Hindy. Hindy, yep. So, oh, look, the back line actually had a lot of heroes and he probably still wasn't in... He was probably the third best defensive player and I thought he was his best game for the club. Uh, so that's how well some of the, our defenders went. But that chase down... Um, oh, that boy can move. What a magical He's play quick. that was. Frustra- Very frustrating free kick, but yes, What's magical. a tool of an umpire, but yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, his, his effort, um, it, it's interesting. You know, I was thinking during the game with Hindy, I was actually genuinely saying this to myself, and this is not to put down Sadi at all, uh, because I do really rate Sadi. But I thought to myself, gee, with Hindy today... I'm not seeing really much difference between him and Adam Saad, but we've picked up Hindy. If, if he can cancel out Saad and we've just got a top 10 pick and, or we've just got Cox, yeah. just, you know, I, in some ways kind of we've kept a Saad-like player yeah. with the same talent, uh, who's, who I must admit is lowering his eyes more, which Hindy is. Yep. He had a really nice, couple of nice passes. Um Gee, to just to pick up Cox then, just to say, you know, we get a we get a nullif- like a nullification, <laughs> equally decent player, plus we get Cox. Uh, it's yeah, <laughs> I reckon it's, I'll take that. It's kind of like a yeah, you'll take that. McKenna, I no doubt hurt us, but yeah, of course. But Hindy's just been fantastic. He's he's dare, he's dash, but his defensive side, I've been I've been really happy with because uh, that was the one thing I wasn't quite sure. Even with VFL, he was kind of like a run forward offense. Yeah. You know, but he's defensively been on his man the whole time, uh, and that's what I wanted to see because it, you don't want just easy goals. You, you, I, I understand good flair and running fast and bouncing, and it looks great. But you, you, your role also is to stop your opponent, and he's having a really good balance of both. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon when I saw him, and Sadi, like you said, it's all about the run and McKenna was all about the run and stuff. But Heine is actually half decent when the ball's sort of up for grabs too. When it's a bit ugly, when there's a bit of short-range handballs that need to be done. He's got a touch of a midfielder about him in that he, he, he can make good decisions with the ball in hand, not just sort of receive it and then run through the lines and kick. So he's um, he's he's very versatile footballer. And I think... Mm. Um, I'm kind of wondering why nobody realised that about him earlier in his it career. It is strange, yeah. I mean, he's playing against the side that traded him to us, yeah. and surely you're going, 
Did we miss a trick there? I don't know. Well, we did in the VFL, mate. Well, I guess, yeah, I suppose because we had some players. It looks so half strong back. enough half back. Yeah, well, we, we had a couple of decent half backs when he no, was. No, yeah, I'm more thinking for St Kilda. Like, did they miss a trick not playing him in the position where he's really strong at? Well, I guess they looked at him and sort of went quickness, good lateral ability, maybe we'll chuck him as a forward. But mm. no, 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 mate. His, his role's off half back. So, Hindy, love him to death. Um, my guy I want to talk about is uh, um, Aaron Francis. Yeah. We have maligned Aaron every now and then. We have, like, as, as a oh, podcast. We've been honest. We, we, one yep. thing we do is, is after a game, we call we call it as we see it. And if, if, if Francis, no doubt, was slipping on the ground, got lost a few times. Yep. Didn't have a fine balance of when to go and when to not to go. And that's what, you know, Nick Rewalt, you know, you could tell in the in the broadcast, was picking up a couple of times. And I, I thought he made some great comments saying, you know, I've noticed Aaron had a problem with sometimes when to go, when to not. Today, he's nailed it. Of, of of how to do that and why was that, Scotty? We were we were well, pretty we were pretty sort of happy with the reason. Why. What what do we talk about? Well, we well we mentioned on the on the podcast we we said it, really what Francis needs is Zerk Thatcher to come in for him to take King or a, a more the key a shutdown, position, yeah. key down shutdown yeah. roles to release Francis to play. Half defense, but half floating across and trying to help out the other guys, which is his game, which is his skill. Yeah, and that's what you saw. Like you, that I thought personally, me, I thought he was the best defender on the ground. Yep. Now Jordan Ridley is is uber close, yeah. and, and and that's nothing against Riddles because he was amazing. I just thought Francis, as far as impacts, like he was everywhere, just cutting off everything. And that's that's what we've always known he's capable of doing. Yeah, always the it's what he did when he was a kid, like when he was young, when we drafted the kid. You couldn't. They used to say they used to call him the Wall of Aaron or whatever it was because you couldn't get past him. Every every single play, he would impact in some way because he'd know to be able to when to be able to run off the players. So, I think Aaron as a as a shutdown key defender, it's not his game, and that's cool. That's perfectly cool. Um, and to have someone like Zerk running around as that shutdown defender, which is what he's trained to do as well, yeah, it, it, isn't it nice? That I mean, we add uh, Parish in with that. Isn't it nice to see footballers playing in the position they were trained and are best at? Parish in the middle, Francis is it? Well, it's a, a bit of an irony, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, pick six Aaron Francis as a floating half half back, and pick five Darcy Parish, Darcy Parish. as an inside uh, mid. mid and. And you've seen them both play exactly where we're and supposed to play, right? The top four players on the ground. So yeah. there's something to hopefully, hopefully, Truck gets that through to his head. But I want to say just with Aaron too, he still got his twenty possessions. He still was kicking aggressively, like through yeah. the middle. He nailed every twenty, so it was a hundred percent efficiency. Hundred percent. So, yeah. and that's what probably got him over the top for me. What he was amazing defensively. But I thought he was one of the most aggressive kickers on the ground. But he, he did it at a hundred percent. Like that's nuts. Yeah. So he was he just had a, an absolute blinder of a game. And I mean, we can't go past. You know how that uh, like a poof team to Jordan Ridley, right? I know he's at thirty on thirty five, man. 35, 22 kicks, thirteen handballs, ten marks. Yeah. If no, you don't mind, I know it's it's it's. I mean, you could call it a tie. Look, there's no doubt Ridley, because he kicks out and plays on, has eight or nine possessions a game. I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah, eight yeah, or nine yeah. possessions a game that, you know, it's just kind of there handed you, you to him. You get given, yes. You get given without being really in play. Um, but he was <laughs> sensational. He, 
he's he's all Australian. Cap of a bloke. He has to be all Australian. And I, I got you. I got your Darcy Moore comment right. Like Darcy Moore. Well, I you know I said to you like okay. I watched I watched Danaher on Darcy Moore right now. Darcy Moore was more fortunate that Danaher didn't have his kicking boots on. He's kicked like three goals, three or three goals, four. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't – I thought Danaher was quite dangerous the whole game. The previous week, you know, um, he had four kicked on him, Darcy Moore. Yeah. Now, Darcy Moore looks electric and, and not – look, I'm not – he's obviously a fantastic player. He's a hack, but, but anyway. <laughs> I know you hate Collingwood, yeah. yes. Uh, but, you know, there's still got to be some given to say, well, you know, his opponent – is actually still having an impact on the game. Yeah. Uh, so I, for me, Ridley, you know, and, and they're not really the exact same role. I do know that. But I, I think Ridley's been all Australian so far this year. So. Easily, yeah. And, and the other the other bloke that I want to um, uh, sort of shout out to is that for the last couple of weeks, Jaden Laverde has been playing down back, right, in a in another role for Jaden Laverde. Right? shut down, yeah. Yeah, he's, is he a midfielder? Nope. Is he a half forward? Maybe. Is he in the forward line? Yep, sometimes. Um, oh, let's put him back in the middle again because he could be the big-bodied mid. No, nah, I don't think that's going to work. New coach. All right, Jaden, uh, we're a bit sort of thin in the back line for a minute. Can we chuck you down there? I haven't noticed him that much. As, I mean, apparently you, you were saying that you have. You've been watching him really intently. I watched him intently for this game. I don't mind him there at all. Like, he's got yeah, the athleticism does nothing, yeah. Yeah, to go with him. And then you look up and, okay, maybe I think his opponent kicked one or whatever it was. Um, but you look up and he's not done anything. You don't see the opposition's, uh, sorry, his op- opposition player doing much at all. And when he's he's been okay in the body-to-body stuff that I've seen, um, and he's a reasonable disposer of the ball when he gets it. So a big shout-out to Jaden Laverde for uh, for taking another role in the club, um, doing it sort of well and, and fitting in down that back line. So well done to Jaden. No, he's been he's been really crucial with the injuries we've had uh, that he's actually been able to hold down sort of his man to at least... I, I don't think he's had two goals more than him kicked this yeah. year on him. So he's done everything possible to to help out the defense. So, um, yeah, and, you know, I and before he – we don't know the extent of the injury, but, I mean, even Mason Redman, he, last week I thought he was good. Looked very good. He looked really good in this yeah. game. Um, kicked, obviously, that running goal that we had the highlight at the start of the, the yep. show. But he was – you know, I'm really hoping that that Hammy was just – he just felt it tight. And still, yeah. obviously, with a five-day break – no doubt, probably miss this game. Yeah, get the but thumbs it, and elbows into it. But if it. he can just miss this game, be a very slight injury, no. then I'm hoping for good news today because yeah. um, he's he's in really really good form. So BZT, you want to shout out BZT? Yeah, well, he came in. He structured spent some the he structured the defense exactly how I wanted. Like yep. he he took the main guy, did you know? Again, you know, I think if you have two goals or less kicked on you, you. You're the defender. You're probably coming out with the chocolates. And to be quite honest, with the likes of um, uh, Ridley getting 35 and and people like that, the ball was in our forward line a fair amount of time, right? Like, so it was down there a bit. So Yeah, there's a lot of stats that are actually quite equal in this game. Like yeah. When you, you, outside of uncontested possession, like, there's there's quite a lot of stats that so look he, like it's not a 75-point game. It looks like no, it's a 15-point game. He had a lot of work to do in BZT. And, I mean, I, I, he's done his um, he's done his time in the in the twos. He's um, He's got himself back up to game form. And I'm, I'm going to give Truck a bit of credit here. And, I'm, and, and I assume this is 
assume this is the benefits of what he was saying about not wanting to bring players in when when they're just fit, yeah. wanting them to bring them in when they're fit and able to make an impact on the game, right? Um, he did it with Stringer, clearly. Brought, took took Jakey a couple of weeks in the twos just to get himself going, and then Jake looked like a completely different footballer when he played this week, right? Because he's had a bit of a run. He's got him some legs underneath him. And BZT the same. BZT was taking marks left and right last week and the week before. Looked good. Felt what it was like to play footy again. Came into this match. And he looks good as a defender. He really does look good as a defender. Yeah, the defensive as- aspect is he's really good at. I, I must admit, I'm still a bit nervous with ball in hand if he needs to yeah. kick or something. But... He, you know, that, I guess there's a bit of a reminder, that's his first senior game of the year where, yeah. where everyone else has a right to be rusty their first game. That's his first game. So, yep. but he, all I wanted him was to try and shut down either a king or a memory. Fine. He did it. Yep. So, Absolutely. you know, tick for me easily. So, look, if, if we go to the forward line, um, I want to kind of do a shout out because he's a guy that, um, uh, I wouldn't say we've been harsh on, but we've been, you know, we rate him so highly that we want him to be consistent. And Because, but why? why? Why do we want him consistent, right? It's because, I think, I know the guy you're about to say, um, it's because his influence is so important on the club. Yes, yes. What he does, I mean, he's not, he's not picking up cheapies on wings and stuff like that. When he's in the game and on the game, Whatever comes off his boot or off his hand is incredibly influential to the game. So he's so important to the club's performance. Yeah, well, I probably should say who it is too. Um, yeah, Walla. can you guess? <laughs> Walla. Walla. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Walla um, has actually for the first three rounds played three really good games. Yeah, uh, pressure kicked two or more goals um, in every game. So I think you get two, three, and three. Hasn't faded out of a game. No. Um, in, in, you know, just getting the ball. Um, he's still getting his 14, 15 possessions, but, you know, when you're getting three goals, when you're laying some hard, some of his tackles uh, against Saints, was oh, like, man. that one on Butler, just, oh, I just... Just out of nowhere. I, loved, that was I love those ones. I just love those ones. Vintage Waller right there. And the little shove to the ground when you're, when you're tackling, <laughs> just a little bit of a... Yeah, Cop that. But then Wallace, such a nice bloke, he helped him up. I know. He gives him that. He'll shove your head to the ground and just, yeah, hey, just give you the whack. Yeah, cop that, and then <laughs> come on, mate, up you get. <laughs> but uh, no, he's he's had a sensational start to the year. I mean, it, it is kind of amusing, and this is you know I'm not going to go down this path this year. But I, you know, I was actually finding it amusing that Hook and Wallace kicked more goals than Danaha this year so far. <laughs> it's like it's just like it is funny that we have got two guys, but. Hooker, let's talk about Hooker, man. Five goals. Lord. <laughs> Three goals last week, five goals this week. And if you if you listen quietly, Scotty, all the way down here in Lawn, you can hear Melbourne yelling, all the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast supporters, yelling at Grant saying, see, he can do something other than the back line. Um, That's still his main skill, but he's, he's, he's competing as hard as he can. He really is, yeah. And I think I, I read some articles and some people were saying, uh, I think even Truck or the club said it, is that the move down forward is going to extend his career at the footy club because mm. I, we all know he's got a sore back and he ain't as young as springtime anymore. Um, so I don't know that chasing forwards all around a back line and that sort of stuff is what's going to allow him to play two more years for us at the club. So putting him down the forward line, it allows for that dump out kick. It allows for another really strong marking presence down there. So look... I still think he's a centre-half back, but uh, 
I, I, you can't fault the effort from the bloke in the forward line. And those big mitts of his, they are very sticky. And yeah. when they come off like that, mate, he's still going to shank one from 15 metres out. But um, he's extremely effective for us because, again, it squares us up, gives us a target. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think this time too, because we thought like Wright and Hooker were bumping into each other, the fact that Wright had to... F- Forced to play ruck the whole game. There you go. Created more room. Ah, see, very smart. Yeah, I agree. So uh, it was actually interest, interesting structure, the whole field. Yeah. Because Waterman then came in and, you know. Harry Harry could uh, Harry, chime in every yeah, now. Yeah, and I thought the whole structure around the ground was Zerk Thatcher in. I thought this is a much balanced, better balance yep. kind of set up all around the ground. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Harry Jones, man, so glad he kicked that goal. I was so nervous with that with that forty five minutes. If he kick. had shanked that, that would have been like, oh no, Harry. Because I, on, man, we it's know only you're so much I can say he does really yeah. well at training, kicking for goal, to everyone thinking I'm some kind of hoax. But uh, it's like, oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. So two goals. Um, uh, one one thing is he puts in so much every play. Yeah, he, like he, the play's never dead with him in his mindset, and he. He chases and tackles. Second and, efforts yeah, from the second from the efforts were amazing. So, you like to see that from a from a key forward. You don't want to see those sort of key forwards like Buddy Matty Richards, and where if you if you don't take soft. the mark, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the ball hits the ground, well then it's someone else's job because I did my job in the marking contest or attempted to anyway. But he the ball hits the ground, he turns around on a dime and tries to go get the thing again. So excuse mm. me one second. <coughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he, try, he tries to go and get the ball again, um, which is incredible for a second effort and from the young fella. So, again, he just ticks another game under his belt and gets better and better, does Harry. And I'll tell you what, his hands, very sticky. Very sticky hands on that boy, which Unleashed, I like. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he he's really promising. And, and this is where just, you know, I like what Dunstall said. Uh, eventually, that work rate is going to turn into... Into positive, yeah. uh, you know. Put obviously games experience is going to be crucial to him. A bit but, more size on the boy. Yeah, yeah. but it, that mindset is going to be means there's going to be a player at the end of it. So after fifty games, kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. and that's that's the other thing too. Remember, that's a good point. That's I his mean, third game. It's his third game, man. Like you, you even after one season, you've only played twenty odd games, and twenty odd games is just not enough to be considered or to know what you're doing particularly well. So um, one guy I want to call out, um, Devin Smith. Yeah, he's a bit of starting to just nudge back to his old self. Indeed, yeah. Higher higher percentage count. Um, he's putting himself in good places to make good decisions. Like he's... He's not getting any cheapies. He's in there making um, making the making things happen, getting the ball, um, really good disposal by foot. And then when the, when they put him in the forward line, or he finds himself in the forward line, very dangerous down there. He is so dangerous. big call out for Dev. Well done, mate. No, he has. I think he's kicked nearly a goal in every game so far. So yeah, he, he's um, Andy. That's what you want because he does no doubt rotate a little bit sometimes through the midfield, but he has been playing a high forward, yeah. um, roving kind of role. And wasn't it great to see Waterman kick a couple of goals? Yeah. Uh, I, I loved that. I don't know why, but I, I mean, there's something about community and footy. But even after the game, with all these mates on the boundary line and and just the embrace, yeah, it, it reminded me to go, man. You got to remind yourself, you know. And I heard Waterman say to himself, say, you know. Almost for two and a half years. At some point, I didn't even just couldn't leave the house. I was that sick. Yeah. Um, and you and you realize, no, this is a genuinely big moment for this guy's life. Yep. Um, and hearing his mum talk about 
how much he's loving it at the club. And he said, and just being at Essendon and no one knows his dad, he says actually he's kind of a bit of a, a relief in okay, some way. Yeah, so cool. he, hasn't, he hasn't got the Waterman reputation. Um, and it'll be like a, you know, a Joe Watson going to the West Coast kind of yeah. thing. I guess you, 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 you're your own individual. and Yeah, you uh, don't have any shadows to, uh, yeah, to play and underneath. And because he said he played very, very nervous at West Coast and, you know, um, so with Essendon, he feels a bit more relaxed, really enjoying the guys. And as you can tell, the guys really love him. Um, they yeah, really he's embrace him. He's, he's meant to be a very, very kind-hearted kind of guy. So yep. um, all, all credit to him. Um, and look, I want to just – sorry, you go for it. What do we think of Arch? What do we think of the uh, the, perc- the percolator? Yeah, well, perfectly said. Take the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I was going to say, let's go some through our young guys, Cox and Perkins. Um Look, Archie played what you want wanted to see in a first game. Um, Four, 14 possessions. Uh, where are we here? 14 possessions, eight marks, six handballs. So, so eight kicks, six handballs, one mark. Not bad. Thanks very yeah, much. Yeah, well, he, he was kind of like, I think he was like the second, played the second less, you know, less minutes. Yeah. So, you know, no doubt he was on the bench quite a few times because you're just, you're just kind of easing his way through in his yeah. first senior game. But he had those moments right on the outer wing, the give and goes, um, the hit up on Jones. Uh, it's one of those things you go, I've seen enough. Like, I, I, there's, there's enough. You, and we see it at the VFL as well. Yeah. Um, he, he can play better than, they can, than, he, than he even did on, on, on the weekend. So, uh, Very quick, the first 20 metres. No, not 20 metres. The first five or six steps. I think it's going to be one of those guys that um, you identify that has very powerful hips, and from a from a, like a stop situation, some guys are going to find him quite hard to tackle. Yeah, because he's kind of taller and stronger around the hips than you think. Yeah, so he's got a bit of power behind him. Which oh, if he had to kick that goal, by the way, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it would have looked real good to him. He would have been thinking, "Oh, this is really close," and then hit the post. I know. Bad luck, Arch. That's all right, mate. There'll be plenty more opportunities. No, he'll kick plenty of goals for us. So Nick no, Cox. Nick Cox. Uh, can the, the kid's mm. just perfect. He's doing perfectly well. Again, you're just seeing signs of. Oh, what's this kid going to be like in between 50 and 100 games? 200 so. centimetres, mate. Picking it up off the deck like it was nothing. Given a quick amount of candy, changes his mind, takes three or four big steps, and then literally 303 rifles a, a shot down... Who was that? I think onto Hooker, maybe. Onto Hooker, maybe, yeah. Down his throat. Like, again, and I think... Um, uh, Dunstall said, "You can't stop that as a as a as a backman. You can't reach those r- balls that are rifled a meter off the ground and literally hit you in the in the solar plexus. That's the perfect kick. So he he's doing nothing wrong. He's picking up. What did he get? He got his seventeen again on a wing. And he kicked a goal again. He kicked a goal last week. Kicked a yep. goal this week. And you know we've been talking about preseason that you know him on the wing. If he can if he can have a goal." Uh, to his name most games as a wing slash floating forward, yep. then it's going to be perfect. We haven't had that for so long. Um, so Getting a goal out of Dev, getting a yep. goal out of Nick. Um, mate, Nick, Nick, Nick Cox is, he's just, and I'd, I'd love to get, I'd love to get Ben Rutten back on, but um, I'd love to ask him at what point they realised that, wow, this kid's ready to play AFL football right now because mm. he's he's 200 centimetres. He's genuinely tall, right? Like, I'm 192, I think, centimetres tall. And he, when he walks, he's massive. He's much taller than me. And I look at that and think, how do you get 
that frame down on the ground that quick, then back up, make a quick decision, and then take off and run forward and, and rifle it down someone's throat. Yeah. Very, very talented footballer. We have definitely got one there. Like, the tools that went before him in the draft, the Logan McDonald's and the, um, uh, what's his face at number one? Yeah, yeah. Eagle Hagen, sure. They're going to be ridiculously talented footballers, right? But we found we've got one there in Nick Cox, yeah, like yeah. really versatile. Back, forward, anywhere you want to play him, that kid's going to be great. And he's short passing from both feet too. So it's And the the, the commentators are fascinated by it. They just said he turns left. Yeah, he turns left and he rifled one with his left foot just because he could. And then up decided to go right with this one. It would be an interesting feeling as a as a footballer to know that yeah, like Scotty Lucas, whenever the guy got the ball, it was a huge arc round that <laughs> was an arc boot, round, right? yes. But it must be an interesting feeling for an for an AFL footballer to know that you've got that much confidence in both feet that you can't tell which one you kick with. You can turn left, you can turn right any time you like. Doesn't matter if you see a left, go the left. If you see the right, it's the option, go the right. So it's a he's a uniquely talented kid. Yeah, and look, the guy on the other wing had probably had his best game for the club, Braden Ham. Yes. I mean, 25 or 26, I forget what he had. Yeah, what do you have here, 25? Yes. Um, he's 12, 12 and 13? Yeah. He, 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 um, marks. He's, he's had a huge game. Uh, I didn't see that coming, I must admit. I was, I was on that close point of going... A rocket for him as well? Yeah, well, you know, when, when you hear Zarak is being best on for uh, in the VFL, you go, gee, Hammy might, might really want to start... Kind of getting out of that 12, 13 possession range yeah. where he's a little bit, has one or two impacts, but then mostly just quiet. Yeah. But we need that Braden Ham much, much more. Yeah. Because he's he's got a decent Cle- left boot. So. Clearly um, uh, clearly capable of doing that. Like you can just see yeah, it Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Um, a call out for three blokes that were in um, one possession of each other that we haven't sort of called out. Andy McGrath, Will Snelling and Kyle Langford. Will 20, Snelling, hey, 23, man. 23, 22 possessions. Will Snelling was fantastic, actually. Two goals, yep. uh, 23, small forward, worked his butt off. Um, I know, this, it's, it's funny, it's a, it's a common debate because I even, you know, before the game, you know, the, my Twitter feed was full of Will Snelling's not up to AFL standard. Um, uh, nah, I, I look, disagree. And, disagree. But, but at some point, obviously, you know, at some point, and and it's everyone's opinion, so I kind of see what people see. You know, he, he's you don't you know. Obviously, that game was an ex- exceptional game from him, and I kind of sometimes see it. Uh, but the, you got to, you know, this is Worsfold obviously loved him uh, for what he was doing, and seems like Truck seems to like him. Uh, you got to love effort, man. Like there's got to be something he's yeah. doing um, that that's obviously obeying team rules or or doing. His playing, job, play, playing, yeah, playing for His the team, position. unselfish. Yeah. Uh, that they're that they're highlighting, but yeah, you know, saying that he he had a ripper game, so he he'll definitely play this next week. So yeah, you got you got to love blokes like that. That they provide that defensive pressure in the forward line. He's more than capable of popping up for a for a, a sausage or two. Um, and yeah, I think he just I think he gets in the side through sheer damn effort. To be quite frank, because he's not two meters tall and he's not um, not huge sort of arrangement, um, but he does what he does really yeah. well, um, and he's a he's a dangerous option whenever the ball's around him. He's a bit dangerous, which we like. Yeah, look, so to wrap up this segment, we can't – everyone would be telling us off 
if we didn't mention one player who actually is probably what classed as the match winner of the Essendon Football Club. Josh Hare. <laughs> Josh Hare, It yeah. was Josh. No? No, it's not Josh Hare. Jake Stringer. Uh, oh, come on. How have we not spoken about Jake Stringer? <laughs> I know. So, look... And he kicked four goals in the first half. And that's what he is, right? He's he's not going to be a 20-possession game. No. Uh, but he does two things that are really crucial uh, to this football club because we don't have much X factor. And I don't think we have much match winners. Uh, and I think... Not off their own foot, genuine yeah. match winners. And he just gave a bit of... What he does do is a, a little bit of arrogance... The, the so Jakey the, is very, very, very happy with what he sees in the mirror, and I like it. And, and yeah, he's very, very happy with, with his knowledge of what he can do on a football field. You do need those kind of guys. I, I agree. On a football club. I agree. And Only because they can back it up. Yes. You can be – me and Scotty can walk out onto a Marvel Stadium and start peacocking and uh, head wobble and turn around and go, no, no, boys, I've got it from the boundary line. I'll be fine, thank you. And then shank it on the, on the full, then you look like a fool. But when Jack, when Jakey turns around and goes, no, 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 boys, I've got it, I've got it, it's because he knows he's more than capable and 90% likely to actually kick the thing. Yep. And and he's secondary to him. He's, it, it is – it's very, I'm being very sincere. He adds so much value in those little five-minute centre clearance Burst, bursts yeah. because he just gives McGrath, Parrish, um, just some body protection. Um, just in those Mostly because he wants the bloody ball. And, and like he can Jake, win the ball. Jake, yeah. just bugger you, get out of my way, I want the ball. Cool, I've got the ball. Good, get the hell out of my way. Jakey's very much about, the, look, don't, peasant, just don't, get away <laughs> from me. Everyone else is beneath me. Yeah, everybody else is beneath me. <laughs> give me the ball. Depart from me. Yes, give me the ball. I need to get out of here, which is what you want from Jakey. Exactly. So, look, we're just going to do, uh, it's not going to be a massive long show. Bear in mind that we are down at Lawn and and, yes. and we are meant to go out to uh, a lunch soon. So uh, Indeed. We're going to do a, a quick break and just do a very tidy up segment. We'll talk about just quickly the Swans game and, and you know, what might what changes might take place. So we'll be back after the break. Yeah, welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, next week, V Sydney in Sydney. <laughs> in about three days, actually. Oh, so actually, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're playing. Yeah. yeah, so Essendon Sydney at the SUG Thursday night. Um, I watched Quick the, turnaround for I the watched boys. the Sydney and Richmond game. It Ooh. did make me <laughs> quite uh, incredibly nervous because I do feel like we're coming up against a, t- a side that in is form. in completely switched on and yeah. in form. So, you know, you know, it's funny now. I went for St. Kilda. I actually feel like we, we might have a chance if we play some good football. Yeah. Swans, everyone's got a chance, but I do feel like this is a much bigger up, uphill. In climb. Sydney. Yeah. In yeah. Sydney, they rested buddy. He'll be back. Um, if, Brandon Zirk Thatcher thought he was in trouble against Max King. Uh, he's got a lot to work on with uh, Buddy. That's all right. No, man, I'm, we're backing you, Maggie. We will back We'll back you against Buddy. Um, but, yeah, n- next week, the only benefit's going to be the smaller ground. Um, 
the yeah the quite literally the less amount of running that you need to do on a ground that size because we've had what five day turnaround mind you so the swans yeah um but yeah the swans against richmond made richmond do and look like a team that i haven't seen in five years out of richmond like they they made mistakes they looked hurried they looked very very hurried and sydney were manic on their defensive um pressure and that on the MCG against Richmond is no mean feat. We are improving. Well, we've won one game, so I don't know if we're improving or not, but against that Sydney side in Sydney, oh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble a little wee bit. Yeah, look, I want them to just take it right up to them. That's the that's yeah. game mentality. Uh, you know, the, the win-loss ratio, you know, if, if, the, if it was a 15-point loss, put it that way, and we brought it right up to them and win the game, yep. I'm going to take that every day of the week. Because uh, I want the guys to grow. It's for us. It's about building a team in two or three years, yeah. and and young kids getting just growing, getting used to. So, but you know, you never know in football. You never know. Um, you never know. Um, I, I thought it's interesting. What I thought with the Geelong game, uh, you know, one thing I do remember with, sh- with the Geelong ground having really short. Wings, right? So the wings are obviously they hardly got any wings at all. Yeah, and Sydney enough. being the same setup, I thought defensively that was the best we've set up across the ground. Uh, and we, and, you know, we we really um, caved in kind of Geelong, and they had no room um, to to sort of breathe. We we blocked through the middle. Yeah, agree. We blocked to the middle all the way through. Yep. Gee, I hope Truck has that kind of mentality. Gets get their mindset back to that and going, guys. We know how to play a ground like that. Um, let's let's really get our defensive mindset um, uh, really sharp. Like, let's get that back. No, no free ball running through the middle. Like no. that. That's the part that that defense could be effective. Like you said, because we mm. we've seen what it can do in Geelong. That kind of defense. Yeah. But if yeah, if if Luke Parker and Kennedy and those guys get sort of free ball or ball through the middle that isn't rushed in any way, then it's all over. Last thing I remember about Essendon playing Sydney was last year, uh, Darcy Parrish played oh, three, yes. three quarters up forward. Then out of desperation, they put him on the ball. And he and got 20-odd. And he got 13 or 14 possessions yeah. and a goal in the last quarter and won us the game. Yeah. So, Darcy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mate, no pressure. The ground's uh, yours. Yeah, if you uh, can um, if you can just uh, just go two BOGs or best on grounds in a row, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, against Sydney. In Sydney, if you could do that, that'd be great. Now, there seems to me one obvious change. Obviously, Mason Redman will come out. I, from all the reports, uh, the club are kind of kindly suggesting that Heppel's pretty much close to right to go. Obviously, they play the same position. So, of all the things, easy. That's that's at least a fairly easy transition yep. from a good player to a good player. Um, so, if we can limit it to one change, I think that's that will help just for continuity and yep. uh, so. Who knows? Interesting. Interesting. Zarakis had a really good game in the VFL. Yeah, I, I suspect that they're going to play him one more time. Okay. Um, uh, but he'll be close, right? He he'll be yeah. really. They'll definitely have chats about him this week. So maybe he comes in, but you know, I would be hesitant to take a Waterman or a Poet Perkins. So would I, to be quite frank. Out, yeah. um, because they did not much wrong, uh, and you want them to you want them to get some games under the belt. So. Uh, and you know Waterman's had nine score involvements, and that's where and he was famous. That's his job, <laughs> yeah, that's where he was famous for the waffle, right? So, yep. uh, I would be very hesitant when you've scored twenty-two goals, eleven, 
uh, and he's in nine of them. Um, so, uh, you know, for me, I, I just have one change. If that's the change, Redmond and Heppel, keep it at that. Happy. Attack him. Uh, now, the only thing we never know is, you know, hookers corky, you know, that kind of stuff. You never know what the five days. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you will see what happens. Um, uh, but, hey, uh, Thursday night, go Bombers. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. Um, the next show, our, uh, our um, uh, team selection show, that's going to be on Wednesday night, yeah? Wednesday night. So the team should come out, yeah, 6.20 Wednesday night. 6.20. If you're, if you're not a Patreon, get over to patreon.com forward slash the lunchtime catch up. We do um, a heap of extra content over there. We've got near on 100 shows or something in Patreon um, in there that you can have a listen to. Um, we do a uh, team selection show the day before the team, um, or the day before the game when the team is announced. Yep. Um, and we also do a sort of a small 30 to 40 minute um post-game reaction show directly after the game um, as fast as we possibly can depending on where we are. If we're at a game, then we need to be able to get home to be able to do it or at the beach. Um, So, yeah, get over there and check us out for the Patreon. There's a heap of... um, we got. And, again, thank you to all our new Patreons um, that have come over and listened to us. We really appreciate that. Um, So um, we'll be doing that team selection show and then the main show probably... That'll be interesting. We could do the main show on maybe Friday, Saturday. To be discussed by being myself and Red. Yes, Roger that. To be discussed, <laughs> we'll let you know. But uh, um, a big thank you, everybody, to li- for listening. We're about to uh, head down to the uh, uh, the lawn, the Royal at the lawn, and have ourselves a nice perma um, and a beverage. Yeah. Um, but uh, we will talk to you guys uh, very soon. Yep. Go Bombers Thursday night and talk soon.